Hello and welcome to the Worthy Wealthy Women Entrepreneur Podcast, hosted by yours truly, Wendy. This is where you'll learn the energetic shifts and the intuitive strategic steps to create the life and six-figure, multiple six-figure business you've always dreamed of. I believe that the key in creating your dream life isn't to become someone else, it's to become the truest version of you and she was born worthy. Ready to manifest magic? Let's get started. Hello, everyone. So today we actually have a podcast interview with Lori Conkler. She is the quiet powerhouse CEO and founder behind the Xenial Traveler Company. So back in 2016, she dished her nine to five corporate job as a director of sales and marketing for a Fortune 500 company to really create a new life on her own, um, full of freedom. And she gets to work at her own pace on her own terms from anywhere in the world. So since then, Lori has been riding the entrepreneurial roller coaster um, and taking a lot of notes on the way to share with us. And she's also invested everything she had into creating four online businesses um, and discovering the formula that helps these online businesses thrive. So I'm so excited for us to chat with Lori today and hear about her story and what she currently does um, through her coaching programs, marketing agency, and consulting services. Hi, Lori, and welcome to the podcast. I'm so excited to chat with you and um, hear your story ar- around building a business. Hi, Wendy. I'm so excited to be here. Yay. Can you tell us a bit more about yourself and what you do? Yeah, absolutely. So, um, well, my name is Lori. I am a a digital nomad. I am a business and personal brand success coach, and I am um, a travel lover, like travel obsessed rather. Uh, so that's that's yeah. a little bit about me, uh, you know, high level. Uh, and I'm willing and able to dive into any of those deeper if you wish. <laughs> yeah, I'm really, really excited to dive deeper into um, kind of like how you got started. And I know it has something to do with travel, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> so how did, like, how did you become inspired to, you know, um, quit the corporate life and start coaching and mentorship? Yeah. So, um, I mean, it was kind of a, a long journey to get from that point of leaving corporate the first time to being in in that coaching space. But kind of my first uh, real aha moment was uh, like seven-ish years ago. Mm-hmm. And my husband and I had decided to to take a an extended vacation. Uh, so we took a month off of work, which uh, I know for people in some parts of the world, like that's totally normal, but uh, for those... <laughs> you know, that are in the U S you know, that like yeah, being able to yeah. have a month long vacation is a rarity. Uh, it does not happen very often because employers just don't give you that much time. And mm. so we made this big plan to go to New Zealand and Fiji and uh, we had an amazing time. Uh, and then we came back and uh, it was, uh, you know, at this moment coming back to the start 
reality that was our life uh, and, you know, not complaining. We had good jobs and everything, but we came back to jobs where we weren't going to have any time off for another year because we had used everything that we had and then some, I mean, I even part of that vacation was unpaid for me. Mm -hmm. Um, and, uh, realizing like I wasn't going to have time off for a doctor's appointment to go on a long weekend, to go spend time with my family. And, uh, also coming back to, uh, winters, uh, in Wisconsin, which, uh, I know you said right before we started that you were from Canada originally. <laughs> so you know what that is like, yeah. uh, it's brutal. So coming back from Fiji, which was like 90 degrees, uh, Fahrenheit, uh, to mm-hmm. negative 20 degrees Fahrenheit was, was a big shock to the system. Um, so ultimately, you know, we came back and we're just like, you know, why are we doing this? So like, why are we living life this way? We have, we're smart people. We have good savings. We have good credit. We're in a good position in our lives to do something different. Like just because this is the, the world, uh, you know, or the expectation of what society and our families are telling us we have to do doesn't mean that we have to keep living here. We don't have to keep working, you know, mm-hmm. 50 hours a week, uh, and trying to live our lives only on the weekends, uh, we can do something different. And we did. <laughs> so uh, did some exploration and uh, found that it would be pretty easy for us to make a big move um, to the, the U.S. Virgin Islands, somewhere warmer, tropical, and uh, right up, up my alley. Uh, and three months later, we were living there. Uh, we lived there off and on for a few years. Uh, and you know, we quit our jobs, but not, it didn't last, I guess you could say. Um, sorry, it's a long story, but you know, there was a lot of up and down over that, that time period. I, I started my first business, which was, uh, planning destination weddings and events. My husband, mm-hmm. we started his business within two months of being there, um, which was designing furniture and building furniture. Oh, uh, yeah. Cool. And his, his business did pretty well at, at first. Mine took some time to ramp up. You know, most people, as you know, don't plan weddings like for tomorrow. So <laughs> even if they were booking, they were for further out. And so the money really wasn't coming in as we had hoped. And I ended up, you know, um, going back because his business was doing better and I was going to be able to get more money from you know, going back to corporate. Uh, so I did go back to the nine to five life, uh, um, at first, you know, in the islands. And then, you know, we were kind of, um, I did go back to the States and we were traveling back and forth at that point for business and nine to five. Uh, luckily I had, I, uh, worked in the tourism industry. So travel was, was readily acceptable as part of that. But, mm-hmm. um, then I did get a job that allowed us to be there more. Um, but after six months in that job, I was laid off. And at that point, this was about three years ago. Um, I said, you know what? I'm sick of this. Like, it's going to be hard. It's not going to be an overnight success. And I either keep looking for a job or I make this work. I make it work. And, and I did. (laughs) And that's where today's world uh, really, really began. Um, and I've been self-employed ever since. And that did translate into me becoming a coach, uh, um, and getting into consulting as well. Awesome. Um, I love like, 
I love all these different pieces about your story. Um, the first part where you were talking about um, being in a nine to five and kind of having to, you know, ask for time off and then not even having that much time off. <laughs> it's like, it really was a reminder for me actually just to like tap into this gratitude for like the life that we've built, right? Like I think mm-hmm. by now I've been um, out of corporate for like nearly two years um, and I've kind of like forgotten about how I used to have to. <laughs> right? <laughs> like, yeah, like, like you couldn't like book a hair appointment because everyone books for Saturday and Sunday. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And you don't, you do, you, you're so right. Like I, I have forgotten that. And sometimes I have to like, just bring myself back to that because I still have, you know, friends and family that are in that world. And like, well, yeah. why can't you just like take a vacation with me or why can't we just go do this or that like yeah because I've got a job <laughs> yeah yeah and I feel like corporate has gotten a lot better like I've been hearing friends talk about they can take a sabbatical um and go travel for a year but it's kind of like there's still all these rules around it right like you have to work at a company for like four years and then you have to go back and then it's just like um really like it's, it's exactly what you said we don't have to live like in a way that fits into these um, constraints that society has placed upon us. And that's super, super exciting that um, we're both no longer there. Um, But (laughs) that I found really interesting about what you said, and a lot of people don't talk about this, is that you started your business and then you went back to corporate. And I think like there's this there's a lot of like messaging and people marketing, obviously talking about like overnight success, like going from like quit my nine to five and made like, I don't know, $30,000 the next day or the next month. Um, but it's like, that is some people's stories and not everyone is going to have the exact same journey. So I really love that you shared that, um, that you actually went back to corporate. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's really, you know, I think it's really just, everyone is going to, like the pieces are going to fall into place at different times at different like moments in your life to bring you to where you ultimately want to go and yeah I just really wanted to thank you for sharing that as well yeah absolutely and um it is yeah so sorry (laughs) go ahead oh yeah I was just gonna ask you um I think you mentioned that you had four businesses did you mean Mm -hmm. like the you're including the furniture that you're um, husband was doing or did you start other businesses yeah so like I said the the event planning uh was kind of the first well I had one before I quit my corporate but I don't count that one um so uh, the the first in, in the four was really the event planning um and then yeah my my husband's business uh, uh, was one that we did together he he is a does he does the furniture he's a creative that way he is mm-hmm. not a marketer or a salesperson, <laughs> is social media. So I did all, right. uh, all of that stuff um, with my background in sales and marketing. So, uh, um, <laughs> so yeah, that was, that was number two. And then um, so I started into consulting um, in the, the project management mm-hmm. area. Uh, and then of course my my current company, the Zennial Traveler, uh, which is a coaching and marketing agency. So uh, mm-hmm. yeah, lots, awesome. which I guess technically could be construed as two, but I, I just lump it into one. So, cause they yeah, work very closely together, the, the coaching and marketing yeah. pieces. So. 
Lots of experience there. And I know that, you know, you help your clients um, start scale and also like pivot their businesses. Can you tell me a little bit more about like your method or like your way of helping your clients do that through your um, current company? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, I guess, you know, to start with, most of my clients are people that are like myself. They're seeking out that freedom. Now, some of them want to be digital nomads or they want to, you know, move to another country and some just want the freedom to stay at home or be with their kids or, or whatever. Um, and, uh, you know, how I help them is really to get to a place where they understand their business fully and can create a sustainable structure for that business. Uh, so like you said, like some people make $30,000 overnight uh, and some people do this and some people do that. And I think a lot of us just compare ourselves so much to other people's success that people don't feel secure or they don't feel like what they have is going to sustain them long-term. So it's working with people to really tap into themselves and understand the why behind why they are doing it and creating a business model that is not only sustainable, but then also feels really good to them and allows them to go out, feel safe in this life that they want to live, to have that freedom to do whatever, whether it's to be a digital nomad or whether it's just to be to stay home with their kids. Um, and we do a lot of this through personal branding, and that's really helping them to tap into their inner inner voice and uh, let it be heard and to really grow their visibility online in an authentic and aligned way. Mm, I love that, like you mentioned safety and feeling comfortable with the way that you run your business. Cause I feel like um, a lot of times there are people who think that it's like this mentality from corporate, right? Like you have to, <laughs> you have to do things in like a certain way, or you have to, you know, live your life a certain way. So you have to run your business a certain way. Um, and I love that you talk about kind of finding your own truth and like the way that um, you want to show up in the world. And that really allows people to feel like happy in their businesses instead of like feeling like they just have like this task that they need to do. Right. And it shouldn't feel like it's like you're, you left your corporate, your nine to five for a reason. It shouldn't feel when you go into <laughs> your business that you're just creating another nine to five for yourself. Yeah. So I'm also curious, like, what would you have, like, what advice would you give to someone who um, wants to feel more comfortable and safe? Cause I think this is one of the things that people talk about a lot um, is the fact that, you know, you don't have a steady paycheck. Yeah, that's, um, that's so, a big one. <laughs> yeah. So people can like, when they're starting, they can feel like, uh, I don't know where the money's going to come from. And then, you know, that creates a sense of like lack of safety and that, you know, decreases your creativity and your inspiration and your like level of passion for something. So I'm curious what you, what you would say to them. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, I guess what I would say to people wanting that is to listen to yourself, listen to your gut instinct, to your intuition, whatever you want to call it, just listen to your heart to begin with. Uh, and if it's pulling you in a certain direction, like there's a reason, right? Like our bodies and our minds, they know us better than anybody. And just because somebody's telling you, you should do it a certain way. It doesn't necessarily mean that you should, because what I've found is that when people are trying to 
you know, and it's, I did this myself and I've seen so many of my clients do it is that everybody thinks that they need to run their business in a way that someone else tells them to, and they're never going to feel safe and secure if it doesn't feel aligned with them, uh, no matter how much or how little money they're making. Like I have clients that, you know, they quit their job with one client, you know, and I have other clients who've had several clients and they could easily afford to quit their job, but they just didn't feel safe doing it because they weren't in alignment with what they were really doing and they couldn't see themselves doing it long-term. So Mm. start by just listening to yourself uh, and taking what you learn from other people. Cause you do, you absolutely need to learn from other people, but you need to understand that that's methods that have worked for them or for other people. And in order to be sustainable, you need to pair what, you know, your teachers, your mentors, your coaches are telling you with what feels right to you. And when you can combine those, that's when like magic happens and you actually yeah. feel safe and like you can go out and quit your job or that you can pay your bills even on a month when you're not making 10K or 20K or 50K because you decided to go on vacation or you just yeah. had an off month and didn't feel like selling, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. I love I love this piece because um, I remember when I was first getting started um, and hiring mentors, I outsourced my confidence and my power to those mentors. It was like, if, if she says I can do this, then I can do this. Right. It's like, (laughs) it's like, it's like this intuition piece is so important because, and it's like, it it can be difficult if you're not someone who's like used to listening to your intuition and trusting yourself. It's like a muscle that you strengthen. Um, But you know, I remember realizing that that was so important because that's how you actually run a business that feels easy. Like I know, I like it's work, but it feels easy because you trust yourself. You trust yourself and you love what everything about your business when you can be the one choosing how it's gonna, gonna be run. And that doesn't mean that you're not going to make mistakes because you will, Yeah, Yeah. but (laughs) it's still going to feel better making those mistakes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's all part of like this strengthening your trust muscle, right? And all part of like you really stepping into who you are and running your business from that place of like, this feels good. I trust myself. And, you know, yeah, I love how you meant uh, how you worded it like magic happens. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yep, exactly. Yeah. Okay. So my next question for you is can you tell us about? injecting social action into business. What does that mean? For yeah. You? Yeah. For me, that means, you know, social action, meaning like causes that you're passionate about things that you're passionate about outside of your business charity, you know, just supporting people. So for me, that, uh, means being okay with, the. Uh, helping other people. Like my business isn't really all about me now. Yeah. I am not at a point where I'm donating a million dollars to, to charity, but it's also important for me as I grow as, uh, an entrepreneur and as an individual to be able to take what I've learned and to help other people, but also to give back to other things that I'm passionate about. So, my, my social action, um, you know, is I am very passionate about animals uh, and I have uh, a cause that's 
a friend actually who owns owns a rescue and I'm very passionate about helping her whenever I can, you know, whether it's financially, whether it's providing her advice and coaching, um, whether it's helping to train her social media managers, um, you know, doesn't always have to come in the form of money, but it's giving back to something else beyond just your business that you are passionate about and helping a cause that that you're passionate about. And, you know, I think some people think, oh, I need to get to a certain financial level before I can start donating to charity the way I want to, but it really isn't. It's picking something that you're passionate about and figuring out how you can, can give back. Because for me, at least in my business, that has been something that's been really, um, I don't know, really important, but just really life-changing for me to, to be able to use it for good and not just for personal gain. And not that what I'm doing, you know, helping individuals and itself themselves, you know, that is also giving back, but giving back in a different way where I'm not asking for anything in return, no money, no, no recognition, nothing. Yeah. I, I really love this, um, concept because I think really serving others is, a, is, like it's just really great and it also allows you to kind of step outside of your business and yourself um and to really kind of see see and experience the world in other ways and I love that you mentioned that you don't have to actually have a lot of money to give back right because we can give time and skills um so that is really really awesome um yeah so my next question for you is what are some like practical strategies that you would share with the audience? Cause I know you focus a lot on like, like the strategic aspects mm-hmm. of yeah. business. So if someone's like creating their first six figures or their next six figures, what kind of advice would you give them? Yeah. I mean, ultimately when it comes down to it with the right strategy and accountability, you can reach any goal that you set for yourself, uh, no matter, you know, how far out of reach it may seem to you right now. So it's, you know, being able to first, like know what you want uh, and believe that you can have it and to have actual strategies then to put in place to go out and reach your goals. So for me, I am one of the the several certifications that I have is as a goal success coach, right? So helping mm-hmm. people to actually achieve their goals and continue to achieve their goals um, is to not just say like, oh, well, yeah, I want to be a millionaire. Well, sure. So does everybody, but you're not going to just get there by saying it. Mm-hmm. What are the steps that you're going to take to actually get get out there and make it happen. Uh, you know, are you going to set a goal, set an intention and make it very clear and, and smart? You know, I hear, I'm sure everybody hears a lot about smart goals, but there's a reason to make it specific and measurable and attainable and relevant, timely, and to then take that, that big goal and dial it back uh, to, you know, your quarterly goals, your monthly goals, your, your weekly goals, your daily tasks, because then it doesn't, sound so big, you know, like, okay, you're going to make a million dollars in five years. What does that mean you're doing this year and this month and this week to get yourself closer to doing that? Because recognize that every, every little goal that you do on the way to that big goal is part of the big picture. And it's also important to celebrate those. Mm -hmm. So I think with goal setting, one of the most common, um, things that can happen is like 
you know, if someone sets a goal and they hit their goals, like, yay, amazing. Um, but I think one of the most common things that can happen is people will set a goal and then they don't reach the goal and then they will have a lot of drama about it. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so what would you, what would you advise someone who maybe set a goal before and then didn't reach it? It's okay. You know, you didn't reach your goal by the time frame that you set. Uh, so I would first tell you to think about was, is that goal still relevant? And if it is, do you still want to achieve it? Because then just because you didn't achieve it right now, doesn't mean that you can't. And then if the answer is yes, then to say, okay, what do I need to do right now to get there? What do I need to do next week to, to get there and recognize that this is going to happen all the time. Like we're going to set big goals. If we don't set goals for ourselves, we don't have anything to strive for, but if it's the first time you've ever done something, you don't know how long it's going to take. So just because you set it as a three month goal and after three months, you didn't achieve it doesn't mean that it's not possible. It means that maybe you were, you know, a little, uh, I don't know, like <laughs> overexcited yeah, like, about, yeah, about the goal and you, you put it you know, yeah, for three months and really it's something that could take you a year, but, but recognize yeah. that it's not a failure just because you didn't achieve that goal at that moment. And you may also realize like, Hey, I set that goal, but it no longer feels relevant to me. And instead I want to do something else. Or instead I did something, I did this, you know, and recognize what you did instead, because sometimes that happens too. Uh, But it's continuing to constantly have that forward motion to know that you are, you know, taking action that is getting you closer to, to reach your goals. Yeah. And I think like this, this kind of drama around goals <laughs> is part of this. Um, like we have this pre presupposition that like, if we set a goal, we must achieve it or else. Um, yes. <laughs> just like, and like, like you can get really dramatic about not achieving a goal, but I think it's exactly what you said, right? Like you set a goal to support yourself. It's like a framework. Um, mm-hmm. and then it doesn't mean, it doesn't actually mean anything. No, exactly. And the thing is you change as a person, like as you're trying to achieve these goals too. And sometimes they just no longer serve you. Like you thought they would, you don't know why you didn't achieve it. It doesn't mean that you are a failure. Yeah. It's, it's, I just love this like reminder that this is a tool, this is a framework and you place the meanings. You get to choose Mm -hmm. the meanings that you want around your goals. So that's awesome. absolutely <laughs> <laughs> and I love how structured you are with the with the um goal setting and kind of like going for the big vision and then coming back down and dialing it into the, sp- the specifics of like what am I doing on a day-to-day basis and that can really feel um a lot easier for people yeah it's not so overwhelming because I think a lot of people see like the bigger goals and they're just like how am I ever going to get there and visualizing themselves actually being a millionaire or actually you know taking the actions that they need to take to get there when right now they just don't even know what to do so it just makes it all seem I think just more achievable and easier for people for sure definitely and I, I love this uh, l- love this piece about um taking the action as well because I talk a lot about like manifestation and energetics and I think like one of the biggest misconceptions people have around manifesting something into your reality is like people think like you just visualize and feel and be and then 
that's it. But it's like what actually <laughs> happens is like you visualize and you feel, and then you tune into your intuition, right? It's like what you said earlier, what are the steps? What am I doing? What are the actions that's actually going to make this happen? So actioning is so, so important. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm a big fan of manifestation too, but you can't just think something into existence necessarily. Like there's, there's steps. Okay, so at this point, um, my laptop decided to completely crash on us, um, which is why the audio kind of got cut off because I had to then take it to the MacBook guy to get it fixed again. If you guys know, I spilled coffee on my laptop like four, probably like six or seven weeks ago, and it's just taken a long time to get it fully fixed. Um, but hopefully it'll be okay now. Um, but we were pretty much at the end of our conversation anyways. And the next thing that we were going to tell you is to check the show notes for today's podcast episode, um, to find out how to stay connected with Lori and also, um, receive her freebie, which is called the remote business blueprint, 90 days to cash flow. So all of that and how to connect with Lori will be in the show notes for you. And I will see you on the next episode. Thank you so much for joining me on today's episode. I am so excited to hear what you learned, what you're implementing, and your reflections from what we talked about. If you love this episode, do leave a review where you listen to podcasts as it helps more and more people discover the gems in the Wealthy Worthy Women podcast and create their dream lives and businesses. If you have any questions, you can always find me on Instagram at Just Ask Wendy or join us in the Wealthy Worthy Women Facebook group in the show notes. If you're ready to step into your power and create your next six figures, multiple six figures from a place of joy, embodiment, and excitement, DM me about private coaching, and I will see you in the next episode.